All right. Um, listen, even though um, the modern American church, uh, can I get lights on right here? It's kind of, I feel, I feel like I'm in darkness. And he translated me, thank you, out of darkness into the marvelous light. <laughs> Glad you're all laughing now because I need laughter. Probably won't be too much laughing in a moment. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the modern American church today um, shies away from subjects of the uh, sexual nature. But the, but the Bible is not bashful. So neither will we today. So here we go. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 15. Proverbs 5, verse 15. It says, drink water from your own cistern and fresh water from your own well. Let me read that again. Drink water from your own cistern and fresh water from your own well. Listen, I, I came across this article uh, story. It was a true story um, of um, maybe about three, three, maybe four young men uh, down in Florida who were convicted for murder. This was several years ago. They were convicted for murder. Um, they didn't shoot anybody with a gun. They didn't stab anyone with a knife. Um, they didn't have blood on their clothes. As a matter of fact, uh, they weren't even there when the crime was actually committed. What they did was they played a very bad, dirty prank and at the corners of a very busy intersection, they thought it would be a good idea to remove the stop signs from the intersection. And when they removed the stop signs from the intersection, uh, cars that normally would, or a, a moment where cars would normally slow down or stop, they rushed right through them. And as they rushed right through them, cars began to have accidents, and some were even fatal. When I read that story, something kind of just quickened in my spirit, and, and I said, um, you know, there are moments in our life where God has put up some very clear stop signs, and in life, we end up blowing right past them with no type of pause, no type of reservation whatsoever. Most of my sermons, I will admit, most of my sermons are a lot about what you should do. We should surrender to God. Amen? All right, talk back to me so, uh, so we don't make this a very awkward moment uh, for the next 20 minutes or 30 minutes. All right? We should surrender to God. We should uh, accept his forgiveness. Uh, we should seek him often. We should surround ourselves with other godly people. Life according to God's principles is, is how we should be living our life or should be abiding by in our life. But this message is going to be a little bit more about what you should not do, what you should not do. Because again, like I said, I believe God has placed some very clear uh, uh, stop signs for us and far too many of us are just accelerating right past through them. We're talking about in this series, Misfortune Cookies, is we're talking about the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of God. How many know they, those are two opposing views, amen? Certainly the world is offering wisdom 
on this particular matter in every turn. I mean, when you turn on the television, when you watch movies, when you uh, uh, engage in pop culture, you see all this type of, of, of wisdom uh, uh, about this particular subject being thrust upon us. But not, it's not surprising that much of the wisdom literature in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, the wisdom literature in the Bible, even in the New Testament, uh, the, the book of James, the New Testament version of Proverbs, it, it, it is a wisdom literature, and the Bible addresses this particular subject in depth. It addresses it in depth. And we are here in the book of Proverbs because we're talking about a man by the name of Solomon. A man by the name of Solomon. Solomon had a personal experience with this particular topic. I mean, an up-close and personal experience with this particular topic. You got to remember Solomon's life and lineage. Listen to this. First, he was the subject of gossip the moment he was born. From the moment he came into the world, he was the subject of gossip. Remember, Solomon was the child. His father is David. His mom is Bathsheba. David committed adultery with his mother Bathsheba, and when their first child was born, out of wedlock, uh, uh, um, that child died, and then they were married, and then Solomon came forth. So even though Solomon was given great wisdom of God, remember, God gave Solomon the black card. He said, Solomon, you can ask for whatever and have whatever it is that you want. And Solomon, in his wisdom, asks for wisdom. God says, you ask for a great thing. Not only am I going to give you what you asked for, but I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. And Solomon became the wealthiest man in all of the world, in all of history. And even though Solomon was given great wisdom from God, you got to understand that there was a period of time when he chose to ignore God's wisdom. He was given the wisdom of God freely. But there was a point in time where he chose to ignore the wisdom of God. He pursued his own selfish desires with reckless abandon. It was a period of one sexual conquest after another. The book of Ecclesiastes, the second chapter, verse 10, listen to what it says. And all that my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. Can you imagine that all that your eyes desired? I did not refuse it. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. I mean, talk about living a life of no restraint. It's dangerous. The consequences of Solomon's sex addiction were described in 1 Kings chapter 11, verses 3 and 4. I believe if he had an epitaph or, or, or if, if Solomon had a, a, a tombstone, I think this would be inscribed on the head of his tombstone. Listen to this, 1 Kings 11, verses 3 and 4. We don't have this scripture on here, but, 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 but I want to give this to you. It says this, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. Watch this. And his wives turned his heart away. For it came about when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after other gods. 
and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God. His heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God. Solomon's writings let us know that ignoring God's stop signs will destroy your life. Let me just show you some in scripture. You have them on, on your half sheet. They're listed there. But I want to show you some in scripture, probably just four or five of them, some passages of scripture. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. I think we have that for the screen. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Listen to what it says. It says, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Skip down to verse 16. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman who, with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Verse 18, surely her house leads down to death and her paths to the, to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return and attain the paths of life. Let's skip over to Proverbs chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. For the lips of an adulterous woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But the end, she, uh, but in the end, she is bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. Skip down to verse eight and verse nine. Keep to a path far from her. Do not go near the door of her house of her house, lest you lose your honor to others and your dignity to, the, to, 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 to one who is cruel. Let's skip over one more chapter, verse, chapter 6, verses 26 and 27. Listen to this. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread, but another man's wife preys on your life. Can a man scoop, a fire, scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Let's jump down to verse 32 and 33. But a man who commits adultery has no sense. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Whoever does so destroys himself. Blows and disgrace are his lot. And his shame will never be wiped away. Let me give you one more. I know, it's getting hot in here, but it's all right. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 14, the mouth of an adulterous woman is a deep pit, and a man who is under the Lord's wrath falls into it. Oh, I hear you. Okay, Pastor, but that's his Old Testament. Okay, let me take it, take it to the New Testament, show you what Paul says. 1 Corinthians 6.18. Are you ready? 1 Corinthians 6.18. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral sin sins against his own body. The New Testament uses the umbrella word immorality, which is the Greek word Pornia, which is where we get our word pornography from. Let me tell you what pornea means. Listen to this. Any kind of sexual arousal outside of marriage. 
any type of sexual arousal outside of marriage. So, so, so this isn't just a message talking to the married couples talking about stay away from adultery. No, no, no. This covers the spectrum. This covers the gamut. If you're single in this place, if you're old in this place, if you're young in this place, this covers the gamut. Because let me just tell you something. As long as you have breath in your body and a beat in your heart, guess what? You are going to be tempted. Now, y'all can sit up here with yourself, write yourself, and look at me like I'm crazy, like I'm talking to the walls all by myself. But let me just tell you something. When nobody else knows, God knows. When nobody else can see, God sees. And he says that this kind of sin damages us in ways that no other sin does. That's why God puts such big stop signs around this. almost like a basketball player. He's got the ball, he's dribbling, and his teammate comes to set a pick for him. And the purpose of a pick, for those who do not, who, who do not know, is so that the person who's setting the pick can block the defender from getting to the person with the ball. So the person with the ball uses the pick to go around the def- to go around the defender, and that defender who was once go- who was once guarding him runs into his teammate. Boom. But it's almost as though you have a person with the ball, and the teammates coming aside him to set a pick, and he says, "No, no, no, I'm okay," and he just goes the other way, <laughs> ignoring the help that is being sent to him. Lord, help me in this place today. Most times we end up, for some reason, ignoring the help that God is trying to send to us. I've said it so many times. uh, um, When we give gifts to people, we give them things. When God gives gifts to people, he gives us people. And sometimes we end up rejecting the gift and the purpose of why God sent them into our life by ignoring the help that they're trying to give us. Let me tell you something, boo-boo. Everybody ain't trying to hate on you. They're telling you, hey, he's no good for a reason. I've, I've, I've never once seen a pilot fly on a plane and you got the people down on the floor with they, with they flashlights and flags saying, don't land. And the pilot just say, forget them, I'm going to land anyway. <laughs> and we ignore the help that's sent to us. I thank God for my help. <laughs> See, I don't. I'm not one that stands up here claiming that I've always had it always perfectly together, fit in a nice little box, a nice little pretty bow. No, 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 no. I've had some struggles, some real struggles. And when I've embraced my help that I have in my life, let me tell you what it's become like. When, When I began to come to my help and I began to show her, just come back to back to me, when I got done with my prideful self, 
And I said, baby, I'm struggling. I'm talking about real help. This is what real help would do. I got your back. And as I'm warring, she's warring. You got to start warring. You got to start warring. War. War with your, you got to start warring. I got my sword, and guess what? She got my, she got hers, and the stuff that I can't see, she's covering me. Lord, help me, somebody. But if I rejected my help and said, you know what, I'm a, what she don't know won't hurt her, it's getting hot, so I'm going to take off. Because this ain't going to last, Brother Jefferson. Let me just tell you that right now. So let me help us today. I, I want to give us, if I can make it through this, I probably won't be able to. But I want to give us five lies that the wisdom of this world tells us. Five lies that the wisdom of this world tells us. Now, again, I want to preface this by saying, I want everybody to know this, and I want to be very, very clear. We all have sinned. I think I need to say that one more time. I said we all have sinned. This is not about condemning anyone. It's about finding out the truth and letting that truth set us free. Are y'all with me in this here, in here today? I know we just come off the picnic and folks didn't show up and they tired, they hurting. Listen, I played sand volleyball with no shoes on yesterday. My knees are on fire. <laughs> but we want all our games. Hello, somebody. But this message, this subject has, and, and listen, I got to make sure I say this too. This message, this subject has nothing to do with your situation and my knowledge of it. But it has everything to do with your situation and God's knowledge of it. Because, see, I, I, I have to say that because it has to be a little bit of a, of a disclaimer because a lot of times God's timing is so good that it gets me in trouble. And I get emails and people get mad at me. Why are you talking about my stuff across the pulpit? I, I listen, I'm not, I'm not constructing my messages for you. There's 130 people that, that, that can come in here. We, we, I mean, this is not directed to you. But, it, but if the shoe fits. Okay, let me move on. So, lie number one. Say, come on, say lie number one. It could never happen to me. You got your half sheet, write it down. Listen, I don't, I don't make these half sheets for y'all just to sit there and look at me like, well, I ain't nothing to write down. No, 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 no. Write this stuff down. Because I, I heard that if you write stuff down, you, when you get to heaven, you want to wait on your mansion. You can get to the front of the line. Fast pass it. All right. Maybe not, but it sounds good. All right, all right. It could never happen to me. Let me tell you something. We've all heard a terrible details of those who have failed sexually. They let their family down. They embarrassed themselves. Many pastors and leaders have embarrassed themselves and their churches. I remember, and, and Corey and I are coming on our 40, 40, 40 years of pastoring this amazing church, and boy, I could not be more fulfilled in my life. 
I remember maybe, maybe several months in, there was something that hit, and I mean, it was like three, maybe even four prominent pastors and leaders that were stepping down from their church because of sexual immorality. And I remember, I, I would never forget, I, I'll never forget, because I saw it on the, I saw, I saw one of it on the paper as I was in the gas station, and I called my mama. I said, Mama, I need you to pray for me. She's like, why? I said, because I'm seeing all of these pastors, great leaders of our day, caught up in sexual morality, stepping down from the church. And I don't want this to happen to me. Because see, a lot of times our first thought is to look at that person, look at that individual in utter disgust, utter disdain. And then we say, that will never happen to me. But you know why I called my mama? Because I recognize some things about myself. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 12 says, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud. Did you catch that? Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud. Let me tell you two reasons why it can happen to you. Reason number one, you have a, you have a corrupt nature. We have a corrupt nature. Look at this in Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. As it is written, listen to this. This, this, is, not, this is not Pastor Devin. This is the Bible, y'all. Remember, God breathed. <laughs> this is God's, this God breathed on man, and he said what he didn't say. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 12. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. I mean, that's pretty encouraging for all the single ladies out here, right? For all the single people, period. <laughs> because we have to understand that in and of ourselves, we are corrupt. <laughs> Paul says, left to myself, I'm a wretched of a man. <laughs> That's what's inside of you, watch this, if you don't control it. Let me say that again. What I just read, Romans chapter 3, 10 through 12, that is what's inside of all of us if we don't control it. Let me give my, my uh, uh, endorsement for the Holy Ghost. Not that the Holy Ghost needs endorsing, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, this is the reason why you need the Holy Spirit in your life. Because... One of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. 
And I need self-control to control myself. Let me give you the second reason of why this can happen to you. You have an active opponent. Preach Holy Ghost. You have an active opponent. Let me take you to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, watch this, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Lord, help me in this place. You have to understand that Satan has a blueprint for the destruction of your life. Satan has the blueprint for the destruction of your family. Satan has the blueprint for the destruction of your faith. And if we subscribe to the wisdom of James in the New Testament, listen to what James says. James tells us, be careful not to be enticed. See, that word entice is a term that uh, refers to catching fish. Satan knows just what kind of bait to catch you. He uses a different bait on you than he does on me. But he's after us all. And you have to understand that if you allow yourself to be deceived, he can be successful in his plot. But if you recognize what the Word of God says, it says that we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, you're smarter than that. <laughs> and you know you're smarter than that. Because I know in moments where I was tempted great, I was smarter than that. Because you know why? Let me tell you what, what, what used to happen. My favorite scripture, my favorite scripture. There is no temptation given to man except that which is common. What, what, what's the temptation? Our God is faithful. To where with the temptation, he will always provide a way of escape. Can I tell you something? He will always give you a way out of whatever it is that you're in. It's just a matter of, are you taking heed to the off-ramp? I told y'all this before, back when I was single, um, you know, back before Netflix, we was probably still doing Blockbuster and chill, you know. Uh, <laughs> Family video and chill, red box and chill, you know. And I remember, I, this was college, I was, I was a mess on wheels. Thank God for deliverance. And I remember, I remember, you know, 
watching the movie on my couch, and, and I, 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 this was the Holy Ghost. And, and I had, had my arm around her, her and, and then, you know, and, and I, he, Holy Ghost said, look over. <laughs> and I looked over, and there was just this cake of dandruff, dandruff all in the and I, And that was my way of escape. I said, all right, this is not going to go any further. This is, this is not going to go any further. I know, I'm so vain. All right, here we go. Um, but I mean, listen, if, if the devil knows what he, what he can use to trap you, the Holy Ghost knows how to get you out. Holy Ghost, no, I wasn't about to be fooling around with nobody dirty. So he gave me somebody clean. Hello, somebody. All right, let me get back to my message. I'm all off course. Lot number one, it will never happen to me. Lot number two, we're only friends. Oh, I'm coming your row. I'm coming down your row. I'm coming down your row. Tom and Carrie. We're going to use the name Tom and Carrie. They had worked at the same real estate company for six years. They became friends, joking at each other often. Tom had recently heard his pastor sharing a six-week sermon series about discovering your spiritual gifts. He found out his was encouraging, helping people find biblical answers to their problems and to take answers. Oh, this sounds real good. Little by little, the relationship got more and more personal until Carrie began telling Tom of her marital problems. They would often stay after work and talk over coffee. Tom would give her biblical advice. And Carrie would hug him and say, thanks. Week by week, the counseling sessions grew longer, as did the hugs goodbye. Until one evening, her husband was away, and they decided to do their counseling session and coffee over at Carrie's house. The counseling session ended in the bed. I said the counseling session ended in the bed. Let me be very, very clear. Most affairs begin as friendships that end up feeling a missing emotional need. This is why Solomon says in his wisdom, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, we talked about it earlier, it says, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Another translation says, guard your heart <laughs> with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Most affairs don't begin in the bedroom. They begin in the heart. Notice how Solomon connects words to sexual sin. Proverbs 2, 16, deliver you from the adulteress who flatters with her words. 
Let me just park parenthetically real quick, even though the Bible talks from the masculine to the feminine and, and talks about the adulterers. Um, women, let me tell you this. It's some, it's some brothers out there that operate in this same vein. Talking about, you know, will say and do anything to lure you away from the one that God has called you to. Proverbs 5 and 3, listen, for the lips of an adulteress drips honey and smoother than oil is their speech. Proverbs 7 and 5, that they may keep you from, the, from an adulteress who flatters with her words. Now listen, I'm not suggesting that you jump up and run from every member of the opposite sex on your job. That's not what I'm saying. But I do want you to realize just how subtly you can go down the wrong path. It can be so subtle. And it can happen before you know it. That's why I'm an advocate. For building high fences. You got to build high fences. There are people that God calls you into relationship with for accountability, like your spiritual family. But there are others. God did not call you to be open, honest, and transparent and real with. And so we have to build high fences, watch this, to keep you in, but to also keep them out. You know, you know, y'all ain't saying nothing, so I'm going to just keep on. I, I'm, 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 I'm trying my best. I'm, I know I ain't going to be able to get through it anyway, so let me just... Lie number three, it feels so right, it can't be wrong. Oh, oh, that one, that one, that one. Yeah, that one. See, if you live by your feelings, you will end up miserable. I've heard this ridiculous excuse until I'm just sick of it. Because you can control your feelings. It's not easy, but you can control your feelings. Because watch this. Feelings follow actions. And I know a lot of us tend to believe that it's the other way around. That my actions will follow my feelings, right? No, 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 no. How many times have you, have you, you know, not you, okay, your friend told you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I really wasn't feeling him until, you know, but then we started going out, and then all of a sudden I just started, you know. There was an action. 
and then the feelings followed. So, so if, if, if feelings follow actions, I'm helping somebody today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm, and you ain't got to say man. I know the Holy Ghost. He got me. If feelings follow actions, then guess what? If you find it hard to control your feelings, start controlling your actions. Feelings follow action, not the other way around. Don't you dare get it twisted. Matter of fact, let me help some married couples today. If you don't feel in love with your spouse anymore, act like you are. I'm serious. Act like you are. And guess what? Your feelings are going to follow. Some of y'all looking at me like, well, that's just, you know, I just. I ain't telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I know. Because let's just be honest about it. Yeah, listen. I mean, my wife would probably be on the same page with me. Listen, there are days where, listen, I just, I don't feel like. But guess what? I still do it. There, there, there are probably more days than me where she don't feel like it. Because listen, dealing with me is a whole lot. I understand that. I'm a whole lot to deal with. <laughs> you laughing a little too hard. Some of y'all laughing a little too hard. There are moments where our, our relationships, even as married couple, we go through these ebbs and flows. Some, some days we're on the mountain high. And some days we're in the valley low. But you got to understand that you got to trust the process and continue doing things even in the valley. Touch your neighbor and say, you can't give up. It's not just even for single, I mean married people, even for single people. Let, let me just tell you something. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because God is faithful. Let me try to get out of here. Lie number four. I can stop anytime I want to. <laughs> if you could, then do it. <laughs> Listen. We know that we can only find freedom in Christ and Christ alone. And ever since the Garden of Eden, Satan has tried to say that freedom comes through sin. Disobey God and you'll be just like him. But sin never leads to freedom. It always leads to slavery. And I'm telling you, I know this firsthand because I got to confess My addiction is Slurpees at night. I'm serious. I, I'm dead serious. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, this, this is really bad. 
I mean, the big gulp. <laughs> don't get, don't bring me that little. <laughs> don't, don't offend me with a little small. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I'm a cherry Mountain Dew mix kind of guy. I love the mix. And I say, I know I shouldn't, but it just seems like after a long, hard day at work and it's hot, I deserve it. Long weekend of preaching, 7-Eleven. Got mad when Burger King discontinued the cherry flavor and replaced it with orange. How dare you, Burger King? Get all amped up, can't sleep. I just go on out, <laughs> go on over to 7-Eleven. Then Monday morning rolls around. Like most pastors, we take the day off. But if I've worked, I really feel like I deserve a little indulgence. Well, you know what, I've, I've just invented a reason for every night just to go. And I know, I, and, I, and I know, I know, I know. And, and I've been very transparent with, because y'all are my family, very transparent just with, you know, the struggles that I've had with my weight, you know. I remember just even, you know, just making the commitment. And I, and I know, and I, I've, I've done well, like, y'all know, I, and I told you before, I was at 325 pounds, down to 286 Try my best to get to 225 and below. But it's hard. But, but my actions of going to 7-Eleven at night ain't helping. <laughs> so I got to deliver myself. And see, and it's all connects because the wisdom of this world, well, watch this, the wisdom of this world says, oh, I can just walk away. That sugar start calling. Listen to what the book of Proverbs says in 5 and 22. His own, iniquity, his own iniquities will capture the wicked, and he will be held with the cords of his sin. I tried my best. Uh, tried my best to find it. It's not going to happen. I, I had this had this great, anybody have some string in here? String, string, something? I don't know. I, I, God gave me this illustration, and I was like, this is going to be great. And then I walked to the house and forgot the string, and I was like, epic fail. Anyway, oh, we got something. Okay. All right, yeah, this will work. This will work. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Come on, give it up for Sister Wingate helping me with my illustration today. Now, I'm going to go off microphone, Donald and, and Max, so we'll just, you know. But let's just say, just just kind of tie it, whatever. All right, so, so string around my wrist, you know, doesn't take much to work it, right? Wrap it around, don't take much.
That's the danger with the lie of, thank you so very much. The, that's the danger with the lie of, uh, I can stop anytime I want to. Because most times, we don't. And when we get tired of being tired, it's too late. Let me get out of here. Lie number five. I don't want to be bound no more. Lot number five says this. Nobody's getting hurt, so it's really for the best. Nobody's getting hurt, so it's really for the best. Proverbs chapter six says a person who commits adultery destroys himself. Proverbs chapter seven says that it will cost you your life. There's a huge physical toll, an enormous financial toll, but most people fail to see the emotional cost. Are you with me today? I'm about to land this plane. The argument is, I know it may be wrong, but I'm willing to do it to have someone who loves me and makes me feel this way. Let me tell you something. Your feelings will fool you. Come on, people say it all the time, you know, well, just follow your heart. Don't you follow your heart? Your heart will lead you astray. You need to follow the Spirit. The reason why your feelings will fool you is because your feelings are temporary. The way you feel right now the Bible says that the joys of sin only last but a season. I don't know about you but a season just to me just isn't worth the while. Recent studies reveal, watch this, 10 years after divorce, 33% of the people are more angry. 50% of them divorce again. And listen, trust me, again, I, I need to just keep interjecting this, this preface and this, this disclaimer. Listen, this is not targeting anyone. This is just the statistics. But I, but I, but I need you to understand that even, even if this has happened to you, even if you are a divorcee, let me tell you, God still loves you. God still loves you. And you can still fulfill God's plan for your life. I mean, I've heard silly stuff that people in the church have said. You know, you get divorced, you're going to be cursed for the rest of your life. Where is that in the Bible? Show me, book it. Stop doing that. Because, because, listen to me, you're hurting people when God has called us to love people. Don't you think that the Holy Ghost can do a better job at correcting some situations than you can? Let me get off that. Let me get off my 80%. Never mind. Let me bring this thing home. Listen, listen, listen. 
Y'all see my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to condemn anyone, anybody. I never want people to leave revival feeling bad. But there's some huge warning signs in the Bible that our culture today is blowing right past. It's blowing right past. And I love you too much to come up here and pretend like everything is okay when it's not. Our world is in a bad state. I don't want to see you make the worst mistake of your life. Blown right past the intersections. Blown right past the signs. And I know in this room, even people watching online, that there's probably an array of situations, a litany of situations that we can try to call out. People are on the brink of sexual disaster. Those who are in recovery from very bad mistakes. Those who have been injured by someone else. Let me just give you the hope today. I've got one last scripture I want to show you. Isaiah 43 and 25. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions. For my own sake, and remembers your sin no more. They're a little tired over here from the picnic. Let me try to say it one more time. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Maybe we can all get on the same page. And God is saying, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions and for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. We serve a God who is loving. We serve a God who is faithful to forgive. As a matter of fact, he says, if you confess your sins, I'll be faithful and just to forgive you from all of your unrighteousness. So it doesn't matter what you're in, doesn't matter what state you're in, doesn't matter what you have done. Let me just tell you something. Isaiah 43 and 25 is your verse. I, even I am he, God is saying, who blots out your transgressions and for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Everyone stand to your feet. He blots them out. He blots them out. He blots them out.
for his sake. <laughs> Do you understand? God loves you. He loved you so much to place his name upon you. And though we may mess up, though we may fumble, though we may blow it, he blots it out for his sake. And remembers your sin no more. What a mighty God we serve. What kind of love is this? For the next few moments, just take a moment and just begin to just bask in his love. I mean, his love that's so great. His love that's so amazing. His love that's so full. That he covers you, covers us. His grace and his mercy covers us. His love covers you. Doesn't matter what you did, doesn't matter what you said, doesn't matter what you didn't do that you were supposed to do, his love covers. And he never runs out of that kind of love. And today he's extending the moment, the opportunity, the invitation for you to follow him. for you to receive that, that kind of love. I know the enemy has enticed you. He set bait, tried to capture you. But let me just tell you something. God allowed you to get to this place, this moment. For you just to remember that his love is greater. Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders.